0: Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of Couch Potato Diary Part 2 from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. So early this morning, we said that this was going to be a reaction podcast to whatever happened during the day, and then not a whole lot happened during the day. <laughs> so um, it, uh, we'll, we'll go. We will go through what didn't happen in uh, the NBA this evening uh, or this afternoon, I guess. Now into this evening, but uh, we're gonna do a bit of that, and then a bit of hockey. As the the biggest trade of today was. In the world of the NHL with Vladimir Tarasenko now on his way to the New York Rangers. So we will get into all of that and a special today's ticket coming up at the end. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's start with the Toronto Raptors. Um, and this is a very strange one to, to kind of work through for for me with this Raptors team right now, because on the one hand, you look at the Raptors and it feels like they're just kind of stuck in the middle, right? Like... If you weren't going to blow it up, there are needs that this team has that you need to address. And if you're not going to address those needs, you should blow it up. Instead, it's just you have upgraded the center position, which is great. You have not addressed depth in any way, shape, or form. And I still don't know how this team is going to score the basketball. So it still feels like this is a team that is going to peak around... Like ninth, you know? Like, th- this is a team that has to go on a run just to get through the play-in, right? So it- it's going to be it- it's going to be difficult, I think, for this Raptors team to to kind of grow from this. It'll be interesting now. They, they must be very confident in what they have in uh, a potential deal with Fred Van Vliet and what they will be able to do to now add on to this core, because it's clear that this core is not good enough to to make any kind of substantial run, they need to know that there there is something to to not get into at least an opportunity to get into the lottery with um, with what is on the line this year. So I just I don't like what this team did. I, I I really really don't like how the Raptors handled this trade deadline. You either go one way or the other, and to just be stuck in this middle ground for uh, kind of the second year in a row is a little bit frustrating. On the Lakers side, uh, they go out and make the, the three team deal yesterday. I I still like this one. Um that, that three team deal for the, the Lakers. And I sneaky like Mo Bamba. Like I, I think it's a bit of a step down going from Bamba to Thomas Bryant. Um but I like. I, I think there might be something there with Bamba, uh, and if nothing else, he can take a bit of the load off of LeBron and AD and just be six fouls, you can throw at Jokic or something like that, but I, I think the Lakers did a pretty good job of kind of retooling what they had going on because they were in such a disastrous situation. You get out from Westbrook, you add, I think, four pretty good NBA players to your squad. I, I like what the Lakers were, were able to do today. Again, Is it a giant needle mover? No, but I think it makes them a playoff team now in the West. One of the teams I really liked this trade deadline period that no one's really talking about. The Knicks were in on Levine. Um, They didn't pull the trigger on that, but they do go out and acquire Hart. Hart just feels like a Tibbs guy, and so because of that, I feel like the Knicks did a really good job of... Kind of adding to what they have there, and really solidifying themselves as a team that I think can move into that top six in the the Eastern Conference, and then make a bit of noise in the postseason. So. It wasn't a busy day for them today that apparently they were in on Levine. But this shows, like, they they had the pieces to go out and make a, a Donovan Mitchell trade, and they ended up just falling short. But they have pieces to go out and make a couple of moves, and you are working from a pretty strong foundation. All of a sudden, the Knicks have something really strong built here, and that's, that's fun to see. Golden State, I thought this was a questionable day for them. You think about where things were at with James Wiseman, where they, some of the rumors were, oh yeah, he would be involved in a trade for Pascal Siakam. And now he's getting flipped in a deal that brings Sadiq Bey to Golden State for three minutes. And now he's on, um, Sadiq Bey is on his way to the Hawks, which is a sneaky good move. I've never been a huge Bay guy. Um, like he's fine. And maybe in Atlanta, because not a whole lot is going to be asked of him, they are just too many possessions where the ball kind of died in his hands a little bit. Like, I, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. And I think that inhibits offenses sometimes. So I'll be interested to see how that ha- works in Atlanta. But then you go from Wiseman for, hey, like a, a couple pa- a package together to get Siakam to getting Gary Payton Jr. back, who's like exactly what Golden State needs. But it just feels like a lot of asset depreciation going on here. I'm interested to see what Wiseman can do in Detroit now. Like, I, I look at the the steps that SGA was able to make and how he was able to grow by kind of just figuring it the fuck out. And with Wiseman and Golden State, he had to be perfect from day one, and he just wasn't that. And I, I think it did a lot of damage to his development. So... Um, hopefully he can kind of bounce back from this and and be quite the asset now for the Detroit Pistons. I think that's a really smart bit of business for Detroit. They are looking to get in the Wembenyama sweepstakes anyway. I, I think that I think Wiseman just adds a bit of intrigue to this team. At least I am so happy for Eric Gordon to get out of Houston. He has been one of my like low key favorite players in the league for a bit now, and or at least he was. It, it's kind of fallen off a little bit now, but for for him. With the, um, for him with the Rockets the last little bit, it just hasn't been a fit. He hasn't really been able to play inspired basketball. And now he's going into the heart of a playoff race with the LA Clippers. I think this is going to do wonders for him. I, I am, I am really excited. The, the Clippers, I don't know, um, trading John Wall away, it, it, whatever. Like, it's hilarious that he's back with the Rockets again. Like, that's just, it's kind of shitty that the Clippers did him that dirty. But, um, it's a definite upgrade. Again, is it a needle mover? Like with the, the big one of the, the weekend, I guess, or the, the trade deadline period is Kevin Durant to the Suns. Like that is a major needle mover. This is a good bit of depth for a team that I think needs it, given the the injury issues that they have. Um I like the Bucks picking up Crowder. He seems to to fit there pretty well. He's been he's well rested, hasn't played since the, the playoffs last year. Um I, I think he kind of fits the the identity that the Bucs are building there. So I thought that was a nice bit of business that the Bucks did as well. And I think that the, the Boston Celtics made a smart move getting Scala. Um, He had a great game against the Lakers the other night. He can shoot. You have, uh, you're have you relying on Robert Williams, who can't stay on the floor, and Al Horford, who shouldn't be able to, given his age. So um, to, to add another big, he can add a, a bit of a scoring touch off of the bench for this Boston team as well. I, I, I think I, I liked that today. Um, as far as things I didn't like, like we talked before about the Raptors, I thought the Memphis Grizzlies had an opportunity to maybe do something. They kind of fell off a little bit the last couple of weeks, but they, they had this Denny Green contract that they could flip. Um, they have a few other pieces that are are intriguing to people. They're a team that I'm surprised didn't go the extra mile to do an OGN and an OB trade. Like I, I feel like, until 24 hours ago, um, the West was wide open, and now you could still talk yourself into it. Like, it's not like the the Suns aren't going to lose the game the rest of the way. Like, they they are the favorites now, I think, in the West, but I don't think they're the clear no-one-else-should-even-try favorites. I thought Memphis should have done a little bit more. Instead, they turned the Danny Green contract into Kennard, who is fine, but not a difference maker it, by any stretch of the imagination. And that's, uh, I think, Memphis needed needed to do some kind of a counter to the the move that the, the Suns did by acquiring Kevin Durant. I thought they should have been in on an OG Ananobi. I think he would have fit that team really, really well. I think they had some pieces that the, the Raptors could have wanted. And I am, I am surprised that that one didn't go down. And because of that, those are a couple of teams who I didn't really like. Portland... They seem to be enjoying this middle ground that the the Raptors are residing in. They just kind of shuffle the deck chairs a little bit. Um, I think it was smarter the Nuggets to to go out and get Thomas Bryant. Speaking of another team that I like, surprise that the Pelicans kind of stood pat as well. Like you have this amazing opportunity with the team that is is kind of growing. I thought they missed out on an opportunity. And I'm interested to see now what Brooklyn does because they had a lot of guys that you could have flipped today for a number of assets and really accelerated some kind of starting over process. But I guess they think they have already started over. As I said before, the biggest threat of the day comes from the NHL as the New York Rangers get Vladimir Tarasenko. I will always have a soft spot for the Rangers. Um, I'm just, I'm a big fan of sports in the city of New York. And so I, I feel like, you know, like, as frustrating or as annoying as they can be, Baseball is better when the Yankees are really good. I think that the NHL is better when the Rangers are good. I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. I think it's just fun when New York is involved. There's an energy that that city can bring. You know, like there, there, It was that energy that made Eli Manning bearable. But there is a uh, an energy that that city can bring. And when the Garden is rocking on a Saturday night, boy, it's fun. And you saw against the Flames, and it gets to a certain extent the Canucks as well. The The Rangers, I think, are starting to come out of whatever doldrums they were in to start the season. Tarasenko is not the dude he was a few years ago. Uh, He only has seven goals this season. But I think you look at how the Rangers are able to operate now. um, I I think that this is a really, really, really fun team that that they just made a whole lot more fun. Does this put them ahead of Boston? No. I I quite frankly don't even know if it puts them ahead of Toronto, but it, it just, it adds another weapon. And I went on with Haley Salvian today on uh, Sportsnet 960, talking about this trade from a Flames standpoint, and I, and look, they lose to the Red Wings tonight, so it's tough to say, you know what, this team definitely needs to trade a first round pick. Um, they are not at a point where I, I think you tear things down either, but From a flame standpoint, this was going to be the most affordable guy who, again, going back to what I was saying in the basketball, is a needle mover. A guy who can make a difference and shift things. You want to bring in a Max Domi and an Anthony Duclair, fine. It's not completely altering the chemistry of this team and rocketing them to the promised land by any stretch. But the, the, it, lit, those literally make you better. But guys who can make a difference, who can actually push you up in the standings, I still think Tarasenko, especially on this Flames team, he la- he provides something this Flames team lacks, and that is someone who has a lethal shot that can score from pretty well anywhere in the offensive zone. Um, I, I see the price there. And that seemed very reasonable. And as Haley pointed out to me um, today, he had a full no-trade clause. So he had a bit of a say on where he was going. From a Flames standpoint, that felt like the most affordable one. Because you see that now, as like, okay, what is Timo Meyer going to cost? What are these guys going to cost? And it's going to be well out of what the Flames are comfortable spending at this point so it is very clear to me now that this flames team is just going to be doing a little bit of nibbling on the edges um they hey look at this once again they outshot the red wings congratulations did you out chance them probably not um so just a, another frustrating night for the red wings we nailed it on um our Bo horvat picks on today's ticket and we're going to try to nail a couple more as uh we continue here on couch potato diary with today's ticket coming up next The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. All right, today's ticket presented by Betstamp. We did it earlier in the day. We did pretty well on it. Uh, Of course, I forgot to hit track, so that's awesome. But go back and listen to it. I did well. Um... These ones, I didn't notice them on the app, so these aren't technically tracked in the the BetStamp app, but this is the second one we're doing today, so I feel like I can kind of venture off the beaten path a little bit. But there are a lot of preps, uh, preps, uh, well, there's good prep on there, there's some uh, line movement stats on there, but there's a lot of good props that you can track on the the BetStamp app right now and get the best value, but the prop market... We'd love to say, oh, look, everything's about return on investment. I don't know, man. It's just fucking fun to watch and see what color the Gatorade is, which brings up Clear Gatorade at plus 650. We have laid a wager on that. Um, Jason Logan from Covers speaking with me on Sportsnet 960 last week, talking about uh, the clear suggestion. Everyone has water, plus 650. That's a pretty good call. So I like that one. Also, uh, Mahomes at plus 125 to be Super Bowl MVP. So you can kind of see where my lean is going in this game. Uh, we put a little bit down on that. And the same game parlay at Bet365. We have Kansas City to win, Kelsey touchdown, and Mahomes 300 passing yards. That was at plus 500. So we locked that one in as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you to Betstamp. Um They are the presenting sponsor for today's ticket and thank you all for watching or and listening i guess i don't know how you'd be watching this i'm probably not putting it up on youtube but thank you all for tuning in um it means the world to me let's keep those downloads going rate review and subscribe this podcast uh subscribe to this podcast wherever you can those things really do help really trying to grow this thing it feels like we're on the cusp of something and i just need a little bit of a push so if you guys could help me with that um leave a rating on this podcast subscribe to this podcast um All those things really, really do help out a great deal. Uh, We are going to be back tomorrow. Super Bowl preview time, baby. As well, a preview of a massive UFC card. So a lot of fun coming your way over the the next 12 hours or so probably uh, here on Couch Potato Diary. Have a great evening, everyone.